0: You're listening to MC Exodus podcast with your host, Michael Conteas. Christian talk. Bible studies with commentary. I highly encourage you to download this podcast and share it. Get this message out there. Hello, everyone. This is MC Exodus, and we're going to get started um, with a Bible study that I was coming across. This is a really good message. Um, It's in the book of James and it's in found in chapter one, verse two. It's entitled Faith and Endurance. And I wanted to discuss this because because people are really low on faith and they're really low on endurance. And I wanted to show you this because it is in the word of God. I wanted to show you this. Now check this out. Um, In verse two, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Okay? For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete in needing nothing. Now, why is that? Who thanks God for problems because you have a chance to grow and and endure them and your endurance grows through that and you have experience in these issues who thanks God for those things most people will curse God most people will blame God say how could God let this happen to me but let's think about this in Job chapter 1 it talked about how Job was able to not sin because he didn't blame God. So sinning is also blaming God. If you are blaming God, you are sinning. Now, I have to say, a lot of people do not think of Thank you, God, for all these problems. They've made me wise. But it is quite possible to gain experience and endurance through tribulation. Now, let's take a look in verse 5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave on the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Believers who are poor have something to boast about. For God has honored them, and those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a flower in the field, and the hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower drops and falls, and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. And why? Think about this for a minute. Think about this for a minute, everyone. You cannot take your your possessions with you to the grave. The grave is awaiting all of us. The other realm is awaiting all of us. Okay? We cannot take that into the spirit realm. Your houses, your cars, all your toys, no, you cannot take those things. All the things that we use to boast about, to make ourselves look better than other people, they will all be taken from us. Your clothes, your shoes, everything that you want to feel good about yourself that you have. But in all reality, most of us spend our whole lives learning this lesson and I'm giving it to you as a free gift right now of wisdom. I am telling you, there is no pleasure in keeping all these things for the rest of your life. The only pleasure, great, true happiness and joy for being alive on this planet is a life living in Christ. Now let's continue in verse 12. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong. And he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires. Which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Now think about that for a minute. It even says in the word of God. That the wages of sin is death. Look, it says right here in James chapter 1, look, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. And why is that? Because death because sin is is death. It is us. It's what's inside of us. It's selfishness. It's everything that we want, want, want. But in all reality, the only thing that we should ever desire is a close and personal relationship with God. Okay, let's continue. So don't be misled, my brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And what is his true word? Jesus. Jesus Christ. In the book of John, the word was God and the word was with God. Now take a look at this. Okay. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. Could you imagine being God's prized possession, his greatest creation, the almighty creator creating us and he loves us. He he prizes us. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you, God. Let's take a look in verse 19. Listening and doing. Okay. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce a righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word Okay, God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls but don't li- don't just listen to God's word you must do what it says otherwise you are only fooling yourselves for if you listen to the word and don't obey it is like glancing at your face in a mirror you see yourself walk away and then you forget what you look like but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. And hasn't he? All of us that listen and obey, all of us that, that follow God's word, does, learns from the teachings and puts it into action. It says right here. Then God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, are you, you are fooling yourself. And your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Now how many times do we let the world corrupt us? Do we get sucked into gossip? Do we cuss? Do we do we say foul language all the time to where we're not even controlling our tongues anymore? We don't have any control over ourselves. Okay? All the time this is happening. Oppressing spirits talking to us, telling us that we're doing wrong, telling us that we're no good, getting depressed, opening up the door to a spirit of heaviness in our life. Think about this for a minute, ladies and gentlemen, because this is what plagues us every single day of our lives. We wake up and we have issues. Why? Why do we have all these problems? Because we let us have all these problems. We don't turn to the most high in our, in our desperate times. We don't turn to the most high in the least of times. When we just should turn to him, we don't turn to him. When we wake up in the morning, we don't turn to him. When we go to bed at night, we don't turn to him. We don't even talk to him during the day in prayer. We talk to our friends. We have so, so much time for friends. We have so much time for family members. We have so much time for our children. But where is the time for the Lord? He's waiting. He's waiting to hear from us. But we don't give it to him. I was guilty of it myself. I must say, it was hard for me to turn to the Lord, to have that that faith, that childlike faith. That just, I believe, I just believe that he's there. You know that's that's the faith of a mustard seed. That's the faith that moves mountains. That's the faith that gives miracles. And right now, not a lot of us have it. We've been beaten down, we've been dragged through the ground. I'm telling you. This world is crazy mean. Okay? But he's here for us. I promise, brothers and sisters, he's here for us. If we would reach out our hand, I'm telling you, most high is there. Yahweh is there. Yeshua is there. Let's continue into chapter two, okay? A warning about prejudice. And this is a good little lesson right here. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who is poor and distressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention, And a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. Well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Now let's stop for a sec right there. How many times do we bow down to the popular one? How many times? Do we chase after someone of importance and leave the one that's boring? Leave the one that doesn't have the money. Leave the one that isn't as popular. That is all the time. Everyone does that. Everyone does that. You could be talking to someone and you're not as interesting as another person that just walked into the room. And guess what? That conversation is over. Their their attention just got drifted over to someone else and rudely left you in the dust. That happens all the time. And why is that? Why is that? Because people don't even know any better anymore. They're so used to their selfish wants and needs. That it's hard to even distinguish that they're being rude to someone that was talking to them. Look right here in verse 5. This is James chapter 2. Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? But you dishonor the poor. Isn't it the rich who oppress you? Amen to that. And drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who slander Jesus Christ, whose noble name you bear? Yes, indeed, it is good when you obey the royal law as found in the scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. For the person who keeps all of the laws except one is as guilty as a person who has broken all the all of God's laws. For the same God who said you must not commit adultery also said you must not commit murder. So if you murder someone but do not commit adultery. You have still broken the law. See so, so sinning. Period. Sinning. Period. Is wrong. It can be forgiven through faith. Obedience. Repentance. Belief. Confessing. Can be forgiven. But look. So whatever you say. Or whatever you do remember that you will be judged by the law that sets you free. There will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. But if you have been merciful, God will be merciful when he judges you. In verse 14, faith without good deeds is dead. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food, any clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. And how many people do that? Let's talk about this. Let's break it down. Let's talk this hard discussion. How many of us do these things? We have faith in the Lord, but do we act on anything? Do we preach the good news of the gospel? Do we do anything to help anyone? Do we do anything to promote the kingdom of God? Absolutely not. There are a lot of people that are afraid to do that. They are afraid. And why? Why be afraid to talk about someone you love? Do you really love God? Are you willing to go that extra mile to give someone that that news, that good news? That news that they could be saved, that they don't have to go to that place of eternal loneliness. Why wouldn't you want to? Why wouldn't you want to warn people? Why wouldn't you? You know, I was one of those people, I'm going to be honest with you, it was extremely difficult for me to talk about God to someone else because I was afraid that they were going to tell me, hey, get lost, pal. You know, we don't want to hear that today. That would, What if they said that in front of other people? It would be embarrassing, right? Wrong. I was fooling myself. I was listening to lies. You know what? Forget about myself. It's not about me being embarrassed. It's about them getting saved. It's about them hearing the word of God. That's going to change the rest of their course of their lives. That's what it's about. It's not about us. It's about the other person. It's about your neighbor. Now let's take a look in verse 19. You have You say you have faith, okay, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this. Look at that. Even the demons from the devil believe this. And they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened. Just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous Because of his faith, he was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Okay, now I'm going to tell you, we'll skip on down right here. To verse 26, just as the body is dead without breath. So also, faith is dead without good works. So you're going to hear a lot of people argue this. A lot of people say, oh, faith without good deeds. Oh, good. You know, it's not about works. It's not about works. Saved by grace. Saved by grace. I can do whatever I want because I believe in God. Read the book of Timothy. Read the book of Ecclesiastes. Read the book of Ezekiel. I am telling you. Our faith is complete by works. Our faith. It's its the Holy Spirit convicts you. Okay, through obedience, you start to do these things just naturally. It's not that you're forced to. It's the, it's the renewing of your mind. It's the transformation that happens. And it's actually a beautiful thing. And you feel complete. By doing the will of God in your life. And that is loving your neighbors. That is forgiving people. And that is trying to help people. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Until next time, uh, please uh, download this podcast. Um, you can find me on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, all the big ones. Um, you can also share this content, um, get this message out there. Also, I encourage you to take a look at my YouTube channel. Um, I have some scriptures and Bible studies that I have uploaded on there, and that is Exodus Coming 6822. You can also find me on TikTok, Michael Conteas, Triple Seven. So take a look. I'm out there. Um, I do a lot of different content on different platforms. So till my next episode, we'll talk to you later.